Hi guys! Welcome to my episode of the Teens Life Podcast, a podcast made by teenagers for teenagers. I'm Alice, a student from Liceo Marie Curie, based in Tradate, Italy. This project was created thanks to my English teachers, Mrs. Viri and Mrs. Oriolo. In this episode, I will explore the history of cinema, from the beginning with the first primitive experiments of the Lumiere brothers up to the present day with modern digital film reaching special effects. I want to retrace all those small and great inventions that today make us enjoy the movies sitting comfortably on our sofa. But to understand where we are today, we need to take a step back. We have to go over all the steps that took us to the modern day cinema. In this field, progress has never stopped and witnessed some epochal turning points, as for example the transition from silent to sonorous, from black and white to color, and naturally from analog to digital film. A journey through history made of many small changes of direction, small and great invention that caused the birth of this strange object that we still can understand why we like it so much. I hope you enjoy it and let's get started. The invention of cinema occurred in the last decade of the 19th century, but the cinematic idea had accompanied man since its origins. Cinematography as a projection of moving images has many ancestors. In the East, there was the representation of the Chinese shadows, while in Europe there were projections through lenses since 1490 with the Leonardian darkroom. However, it was from the 18th century that burned the closest ancestor to the film show, the Magic Lantern. Similar but opposite way of use was the New World. The period of time previous the first actual movie of 1881 is called pre-cinema. In 1888, the American John Carbat, supported by the factories of George Hisman, one of the pioneers of photography and inventor of the Kodak brand, placed on the market a flexible film of celluloid. This film will then be used by the duo composed of Thomas Alva Edison, famous for the industrial production of the electric bulb, and his colleague William Dixon. They cut the film celluloid in 35mm strips, which after will be cut in 20mm and will become the international standard format for film screening. Their machine is called the kinetoscope, a wooden furniture where only one spectator could watch a film individually. This invention was very successful all around the world and Edison was excited and started to open the first cinema in the USA. In these rooms were aligned different kinetoscopes and the spectators had to pay 25 cents to watch the shows. 20 May 1891 is a fundamental day. Dixon gets a try filming himself as he greets imaginary viewers. Dixon's greeting lasts just 10 seconds, but it became the first film in the history of cinema. So, if anyone ever asks you, remember that Thomas Edison is the first film producer in history, and William Dixon the first director and actor. In 1894, in Paris, the duo held a public demonstration of the kinetoscope in which participated the father of Auguste and Louis Lumière. The brothers, inspired and pushed by their father, produced the cinematograph and recorded the first documentary in history, Workers Leaving the Lumière Factory. 
success was immediate. Moving images had an instant and significant influence on popular culture. This can be noticed during the projection of the arrival of a train at La Chuta station at the Saloni de Underground Café, when some spectators fled the room fearing that the train would run over them. 28 December 1885, first day of a series of projections by the Lumiere brothers at the Salon Indian du Grand Café, there were only 30 spectators, including Georges Millier, considered the magician of cinema. He tries to convince them to sell him a device, but at their refusal, George has one built by one of his trusted engineers. Between 1886 and 1914, he recorded almost 500 movies, of which we have received only 200. Among these, there is A Trip to the Moon of 1902, which lasts only 15 minutes and is one of his, the first sci-fi movies. It was the first international film success and with it the first cases of piracy. In fact, Thomas Edison bribed the owners of a London theatre to get a copy of the film. He printed hundreds of copies and distributed them in the United States without paying anything to Millier, because at the time the film were not subject to copyright and copies of the film were sold to the merchant instead of being laced. In the film The Vanishing Lady you can see the most ancient example of film editing. A woman hidden under clothes is made to disappear, interrupting the shooting and make her go out of the scene, then shooting as if there had been no break. Méliès is also the inventor of the Mare counter mask, namely the shot divided into two or more parts. Of the single shooting, used to move inanimate objects, so the stop motion, and the movement of the camera back and forth to zoom and shrink objects. Although women are little present in history, we mustn't forget them. Alice Guy Blechet was the first woman to direct a film and one of the first to make a narrative fiction film. Originally secretary of Gaumont, a seller of photography materials, after the success of her experimental films, she managed the production department of the company. She produced more than 400 films, including The Passion of Christ, that marked the beginning of religious movies on the market and the introduction of sets and extras in the footage. The first years of cinema were undoubtedly dominated by the French and American currents, but from 1886 until World War II, the Brighton School was established. It's the mean the first important era of English cinema, and Robert William Paul is the father. He and other creative filmmakers used to gather at the Hove Camera Club in Brighton, in southern England. They had an Edison-made kinetoscope and experimented some narrative forms and special effects that had a fundamental importance in the development of cinema. This superimposition, already used in photography, the narrative editing, meaning an action that continued from one shot to another. The close-up said magnificent view, the actual cut, that is the mounting that passes from the whole figure to the detail and vice versa, remaining on the same visual axis. The point of view, namely the, um, the short film scene that show what a character is looking at, represented through the camera, and the story, without overlaps and time jumps. An example of these techniques is Grandma Reading Glasses, 19. 
also the attention to reality and social problems were pioneering. After the French, the French and the British arrived the American. In a short time, he snapped up the largest slice of the market and laid the most important stylistic foundation for the future cinema. In the early years of the 900, the United States had the world record on the number of cinemas. One of the most influential figures in history and pioneer on the art of the narrative films is David Ward Griffith. In 1908, he was hired by the American Mutoscope and Biograph Company, which was having a remarkable success due to the sharpness of their images. This company did the opposite of Edison and shot in 70 mm, giving his audience an extraordinary definition. The crucial role that Griffiths has is to have invented the future film, because he wanted something that really captures the minds of the spectators. In 1815, he founded the Triangle Film Corporation, whereby he produced The Birth of a Nation, the first fully narrative film work. It has dynamism never seen before and a violence that no one was able to film. The Birth of a Nation is one of the soundless films that have recorded the highest revenues in history and it's important for the innovative techniques that brought. Despite this, it has a completely racist content where the Ku Klux Klan is represented as a spontaneous and good nature movement. All black characters are played by white actors with painted faces and represent as violent and intellectually inferior. The cinema of the origins or of the exhibitive attraction was used to show narrative stories which were often disorganized, anarchist, more interested in showing the movement and especially facts than in telling something. A change happened around 1906 when the cinema was experiencing its first crisis due to the decline in public interest, with the creation of large projection rooms at very low prices aimed to the working class as economic and fun entertainment. For this reason, the films began to be with simpler and more explicit concepts and with the first caption. Classical narrative film is a period dating from about 1917 to 1963. During these years, the concept of film as a tale stands out. The spectators is brought to the center of the movie and participate with the imagination. Well-defined genres begin to emerge, adventure, thriller, comedy, etc. All with very precise stylistic rules to follow. This qualitative leap is made possible by the evolution of editing techniques, which make you jump from one scene to another without the public being disoriented by the change of frame, thus making the stories much more gripping. All these rules of good editing will be prescribed in the haste code, codes necessary for the acceptance of film by the studios. Meanwhile, the cinema increasingly affirmed its importance as a mean of mass communication. Even Pope Pius XI said that films shouldn't only be used to spend time, but can and must influence the spectators positively. The period of silent cinema in Hollywood goes roughly from 1918 to 1927, enhanced with the introduction of sound. In this period, David Griffith developed the narrative editing, 
with uh, intolerance of 1916, here's a new method, the parallel editing, namely the union of two sequences with different characters, places and times. And at the end, there is a reconnection between the two stories. In 1808, some New York producers, directors and artists moved to Los Angeles, where the constant solar lightning throughout the years gave the opportunity to shot with cheaper produ production costs. The main genres were the historical costume film, the mythological blockbuster, the modern drama, the gangster, the western, and the comic. Of the latter, the protagonists were obviously Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton. Chaplin was one of the most creative and influential personalities in silent cinema and worked in this field for over 76 years. He built most of his script around the character of the Tramp, Charlotte. His movies had a humanistic, nostalgic and sentimental point, but also comical and mocking against the injustice of modern capitalist society. In 1916, Charlie was already an actor for over $600,000 a year, a figure never seen for an actor until then. In 1821, Charlie worked on his first feature film, The Kid. It was a great success of the time and one of the greatest masterpieces of Charlie's cinema. He was the first director to fully understand the use of the skill Uh, that child actors could have. The performance of the six-year-old Jackie Cogan changed the very image of the child actor in Hollywood. <coughs> Another important film is The Golden Rush of 1925. In 1931, he made City Lights, a silent film accompanied by music despite the sound had become essential and Charlie was very skeptical about the new invention. Five years later, he shot another film masterpiece, Modern Times, taking the cue from the miserable condition of Europe during the Great Depression. The reference to drugs in, in the prison scene is something bold for the time, since the Hays Code prohibited any reference or representation of illegal drugs in films. The Great Dictator of 1940 was Chaplin's first fully sounding film, distributed in the United States shortly before the entry into World War II. The film was also a great challenge to the most powerful dictator of the time, Adolf Hitler. It represents a strong satirical parody of Nazism and targets Hitler and its movement directly. After the war, he declared that he wouldn't have made the movie if he could imagine what would happen in the concentration camps. Another representative of move, uh, comedy move cinema is uh, Buster Keaton. In his movies, the real world became abstract, surreal, whether it's wrong is also right and vice versa. Among his best works, there is the short film The Playhouse of 1921, where he multiplies to interpret an entire orchestra. Sherlock Jr. of 1924, when he, becomes, when he comes into the screen, affect by placing the camera so it that seems smooth. One week of 1920, of which many special effects, like the house that turns during the storm, and the crash of the train on the house were shot without models. 
his cinema, being based on visual games, was cut, cut off with the arrival of sound. The third great American cinema master of the 1920s was Heinrich von Stroheim. His cinema was based on lavish and accurate st uh, staging with huge sets for films and of titanic duration. His gigantism put in difficulty all the producers with whom he worked. His first feature films, Blind Husbands of 1918 and Foolish Whites of uh, 1922, are sensual and with cruelly provocative stories. Greed of 1924 is his masterpiece where the sets are reconstructed in the studio and entire street of San Francisco as it appeared in 18th century. Von Stroheim used the depth of field, unlike the American trend, to images devoid of detail and easier for the viewer. Greed was the first major challenge and provocation to the current culture and society. In the 20s, mature also the phenomenon of star system, born from the intense collaboration between cinema and other mass media. It's a process of demonization of a person. His image becomes an, an icon, like he had been for a religious icon in the past. While in the United States, a classic narrative cin cinema developed, in Europe, the artistic avant-garde developed a rebellious, subversive and irreverent cinema that didn't produce much, but had a fundamental impact on the development of the seventh art. The artists of the Italian, Russian, French, German, Scandinavian and Japanese avant-garde used the cinema to create a new visual show. Particularly in Germany, there were some of the best artists of the time who allowed the creation of innovative and appreciated works like Nosferatu of 1922, one of the cornerstones of horror and expressionist cinema and the cabinet of Dr. Caligari of 1920, distinguished by a difficult difference between hallucination and reality. Thanks to technological innov innovation, including the very high impact of mechanical means of transport and electricity. The cinema of Eastern Europe has had a quick growth between the 20s and the 30s. The films of those years gave an exaggerated image of the wellness of the Bolshevik government, images false and imposed by the Soviet censorship. Films were shot either on the Russian Revolution or on Russian historical figures, or films about Stalin's exploits. During the late 1927, Werner's released The Jet Singer, which was silent but contained the first synchronized dialogue in a future film. But this process was actually accomplished first by Charles Taste Russell in 1914 with the lengthy film The Photodrama of Creation. This drama consisted of pictures, slides, and moving pictures synchronized with phonograph records and talks and movies. The early sound on this process, such as Vitaphone, were soon surpassed by sound on film method like Fox Movitone and RCA Phonophone. By the end of 1929, Hollywood was almost all talky with several competing sound systems. Total changeover was slightly slower in the rest of the world, principally for economic reasons. Sound further tightening of the grid of major studios in numerous countries. 
the vast expense of the transition overwhelmed smaller comp competitors, while the novelty of sound lured vastly larger audience for those producers that remained. In the case of the US, some historic historians credit sound with saving the Hollywood studio system in the face of the Great Depression, Parkinson, 1985. Thus began is now often called the Golden Age of, of Hollywood, which refers roughly to the period beginning with the introduction of sound until the late 40s. The American cinema reached its peak of eventually manufactured glamour and global appeal during this period. The top actors of the era are now th uh, through as classic film stars, such as Clark Gable, Catherine Hepburn, Humphrey Bogart, Greta Garbo, and the greatest box office drew, draw of the 30s, child performance Charlie Temple. The rapid transition was a difficult one, and in some ways film briefly reverted to the condi condition of its early year. This occur period was fairly short-lived. In 1829 was a watershed here. Sound's film and black stories and benefit different genres more so than Silent Deed. Most obviously, the, the musical film was born. The first classic-style Hollywood musical was the Broadway Melody of 1929. Universal Pictures began releasing gothic horror films like Dracula and Frankenstein, both of 1931. In 1933, RKO Pictures released the game giant monster film King Kong. The trend th uh, thrived best in India, where the influence of the country's traditional song and dance drama made the musical the basic form of most sound films. The This India popular film would nevertheless become the world's most prolific. Walt Disney, who had previously been in the short cartoon uh, business, stepped into future films with the first English-speaking animated uh, feature, Snow White and the Seven Dwarf, released by RKO Picture in 1937. 1939, a major year for American cinema, brought such films as The Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind. Previously, it was believed that color films were first projected in 1909 at the Palace Theatre in London. The main problem with the color being that the technique created by George Smith, Kinema Color, uh, only used two colors, green and red, which were mixed additively. But in fact, it was in 1901 when the first color film in history was created. This untitled film was directed by photographer Edward Raymond Turner and his patron Frederick Marshall Lee. The way they did it was to uh, use black and white film rolls, but have green, red and blue filters go over the camera individually as it's shot. To complete the film, they joined the original footage and filters on a special projector. However, the project suffered from major unrelated issues that eventually sank the idea. Subsequently, in 1916, the technical technique arrived, a trichromatic procedure grand red and blue. It used to require a triple phonographic impression incorporated chronomic filters and camera of enormous dimension. The first audiovisual piece that was completely realized with this technique was a short uh, of Walt Disney Flowers and Trees in 1832. 
Even so, the first film to be performed with this technique will be The Vanity Spare of 1935. Later on, the tending color was extended mainly in the musical field as The Wizard of Oz or Singing in the Rain, in films such as The Adventure of Robin Hood or the animation film Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. In the 1940s, the studio system handed, ended to the federal laws that deprived in studios of the ownership of cinema, but during the Second World War, they, don't, they didn't stop producing stars and films of great value. Actors such as Cary Grant, James Stewart, Gary Cooper and Harry Fonda became real stars and favorites of the audience. Five USA film directors, John Ford, William Wyler, John Huston, Frank Capra and George Stevens worked in the front line during the World War II to document what was happening and to persuade people to fight through propaganda film, such as Why We Fight, a series of seven documentary films produced by Frank Capra. It was originally written for American soldiers to help them understand why the United States was involved in the war but US President Franklin Roosevelt ordered distribution for public viewing. Another documentary produced by Capra is The Negro Soldier, uh, then used by the army as propaganda to convince black Americans to enlist in the army and fight in war. Other documentaries record battles like The Battle of the Midway of 1932, directed by John Ford, and the Battle of San Pietro, directed by John Huston and George Stevens, recorded the atrocious and gruesome scenario of concentration camps in Germany. In 1941, was distributed on Orson Welles' Citizen Kane, considered one of the best films in the history of American cinema. In the film, the expressionistic use of light and shadows is clear, but the most innovative aspect of the film is the use for the first time conscious and systematic of depth of field and sequence playing. The depth of field is a technique that allows everything that appears in the frame, both in the foreground and in the background, to be constantly in focus. This technique had been banned by Hollywood because it distracted the viewer with insignificant details. In 1842 was filmed by Michael Cruz Casablanca, one of the most important and famous films in the history of cinema, that despite was a romantic movie, has been able to face the problem of war, partisan resistance and the Nazi advance and also launch Humphrey Borgert and Ingrid Bergman. In Europe, Italian neuralism and its main directors became very important. Luchino Visconti, Pietro Germi, Roberto Rossellini and Vittorio De Sica. Italian films like Rome, Open City, Shusha and Bicycle Thief are fundamental movies and Oscar winners. They all talk about the war and the second post-war and represent desolation, destruction but also patriotism and resistance. These movies inspired and fascinate different directors in the world, such as the Japanese Akira Kurosawa. In the 50s, the concept of divinism also changed, and as in the case of Marlon Brando and James Dean, that bring to the, scene, to the screen a more likely way of representing reality. At the same time, explored the American comedy, 
which has its cornerstones in the masterpiece such as Someone Like It Hot, The Philadelphia Story, and The Apartment. After the Second World War, a wider cinematography was born if, even within the nation of Eastern Europe. Films, especially after the 60s, are more critical area values and are sometimes heavily censored by the Red government. In the 60s, the new cinema cities and hypocrisy and modesty of old America by actors like Dustin Hoffman, Mary Streep and Robert De Niro. Movies like Easy Rider and The Graduate, shot on low budgets and that recorded unimaginable receipts, and the major began to give up to rigid stylistic restriction of the Hays Code. The French Nouvelle Vogue becomes a famous and appreciated genre of films are animalist, personal and subjective, around problems and doubts of young protagonists. Independent directors are established like François Truffard with the 400 Blows and Alain Resnais with Hiroshima Mon Amour and mostly Jean-Luc Godard with Breathless. Neuralism continues in Italy with La Dolce Vita by Federico Fellini, Two Women by Vittorio De Sica and the Trilogy of Incommunicability made of three black and white movies. L'Aventura, La Notte and L'Eclisse by Michelangelo Antonioni. In the 60s, Andrei Tarkovsky, a Soviet director, was known mainly for masterpieces such as Andrei Roblev, Mirror and Stalker. After this, he blew kicked out of Russia. The Spaghetti Western is a broad subgenre of Western films produced in Europe. It emerged in the mid-60s in the wake of Sergio Leone's filmmaking style and international box office success. The term was used by American critics and those in the other countries most, uh, because most of these westerns were produced and directed by Italians. The first film of this genre is considered a fistful of dollars followed by for a few dollars more and the good, the bad and the ugly also stirring his food. Collectively, the films are known as the Dollar Trilogy. In the 1975, Steven Spielberg's Jaws was a great success for audience and critics and shows uh, how New Hollywood could also earn so much. In fact, it started blockbusters by resuming production of very expensive colossal films. In 1977, Star Wars of George Lucas and Klaus and Cortes of the Third Kind by Steven Spielberg definitely conquered a mass audience in the science fiction film. The latter revised the rules of the genre, with, uh, where there was the alien as the monstrous invader given a more kind and human vision. Star Wars was the most watched films of the decade that marked the return to a science fiction more adventurous and carefree, more based on special effects than on the content. The revival of the gangster gen took place with The Godfather of 1972, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. The film, which was a huge success all over the world, talked about the Corleone family, a, a criminal organization of Sicilian origins that controlled the mafia in New York in the late 40s. With this movie reborn and changed the genre, the gangster is no longer a psychopath, 
para Skill Criminal. In the 1980s, science fiction was increasingly frequented by commercial cinema. Among the epochal titles of the decade, the unmissable E.T. The Extraterrestrial of 1982 by Spielberg, the most successful film of the 80s, has an original new approach to sci-fi, overlapping the fantastic element to the science fiction one. Throne by Steven Lisberger, the first film about virtual reality, experiments with computer graphics for the first time. Martin Scorsese stands out as one of the most critically acclaimed directors of the time. Ranging Bull of 1980, a biography of the Italian-American boxer Jake LaMotta, became the, a real cult movie. There were many teen and coming-of-age movies like Sixteen Candles of 1984 and The Breakfast Club of 1985, both by John Hughes. Gangster Movies presents new themes from extortion and smuggling to drug traffic. Between these, there is Scarface of 1983, a remake of the masterpiece of 1932. Tim Burton's Batman was uh, both critically and financially successful, earning over 400 million in box office totals. The 90s marked the triumph of special effects. Several of the top grossing films of the decade are sci-fi movies. Jurassic Park of 1983 by Steven Spielberg, Terminator 2 of 1981 by James Cameron, and Matrix of 1989 by the Wake uh, Skids. Titanic is an 1887 American epic romance and disaster film directed by James Cameron. It achieved significant critical and commercial success, nominated for 14 Academy Awards and won 11, is the third highest grossing film in the history of cinema since uh, 209th Avatar, also directed by Cameron, and 2019 Uh, Avengers Endgame. Signif significant for the gangster genre is the 1980s are the cult movies Reservoir Dogs of 1982 and Pulp Fiction of 1984, directed by the screenwriter Quentin Tarantino. This period saw the so-called Disney Renaissance, where the Walt Disney Animation Studios returned to the film industry. The films that characterize this period of success are The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, Pocahontas, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, and Tarzan. All united by musical scenes, Young Orphan, and Impossible Love at the center of sentimental history. Toy Story was the first fully developed animation film in computer graphics. In the late 90s and early 2000s were important years for action and fantasy cinema, with the release of very successful films like the trilogy of The Lord of the Rings and Gladiator. The release of Moulin Rouge of uh, 2001 was considered the rebirth of the musical. The musical will be increasingly successful after the 2010, thanks to films like uh, Les Miserables, La La Land, and The Greatest Showman. 
In 2001, the Harry Potter film series began and its end in 2011, it had become the highest grossing film franchise of all time until the Marvel Cinematic Universe passed in 2015. <coughs> Other films was also released in AMAAs, a property system of high-resolution cameras, film formats and projectors, and theaters known for having very large screens. More films were also being released simultaneously to IMAS Cinema. The first was in 2002's Disney Animation Treasure Planet. And the first live action was in 2003 The Matrix Revolution and a re-release of The Matrix Reloaded. Later in the decade, The Dark Knight was the first major feature film to have been at least partially shot in AMAS technology. There has been an increased globalization of cinema during this decade, with foreign language film gaining popularity in English-speaking markets. Examples of such films include Crushing Tiger, Eden Dragon, Emily, Lagan, Spread It Away, City of God, The Patient of Christ, Apocalypto, and Inglorious Bastard. Italy is the most awarded country at the Academy Award for Best Foreign Languages Film, with 14 awards won, 3 special awards and 31 nominations. After, after the movies based on comics of DC Comics in the previous decade, the, late, the early 2000s produced numerous films from the characters of Marvel Comics. So, in 2008, Iron Man was released and directed by John Freebo that began uh, the so-called Marvel Cinematic Universe. Meanwhile, DC produced The Dark Knight, which is an unprecedented success at its release. And it became the highest grossing superhero film. The years from... Uh, 2010 onwards represent the years of great development of commercial cinema. Marvel superhero movies beat box office records. In, in fact, Avengers Endgame becomes the highest grossing film of all time. Meanwhile, after the great success of Netflix in 2015 and its subscription service for streaming movies and TV series, platforms with subscription service are starting to spread like Amazon Prime Video and Disney+. Plus. The commercial film industry in Hollywood and the entire world film industry are suddenly at the standstill when, at the end of 2019, the COVID-19 virus begins to spread around the world, setting off a pandemic that stops world film markets and forces affected countries to close cinemas. <sighs> Finally, we have reached the end of this 126 years long journey. I really hope you enjoyed it and you found it interesting as I found it during my research. Take care guys, always wear masks. Have a nice day. Bye!